and welcome back. An exciting day on Dad Bod Walking because we're actually fucking walking, which is kind of exciting. We haven't walked for a bit. We have Roxy the Wonder Dog with us. So Lynn has a new mutt called Roxy. Roxy is the Wonder Dog of the Dad Bod headquarters, and Roxy now comes everywhere. And one of the reasons, if I'm going to blame anybody as to why we haven't done as many podcasts, it's because Roxy the Wonder Dog is only just turned how old in? 15 weeks old so and wasn't allowed out so unfortunately our work day didn't allow us to have a walk so now Roxy is 15 weeks old had all its needles and we can go out and use it as shark bait while we go for a walk so cute little dog you'll see it in the videos that is Roxy the Wonder Dog the new mascot for the dad bod global empire so if you know what I'm talking about then you probably are wondering what's this all about well it's dad bod walking we talk about dad bod stuff it's myself, Mike, and Lynn, the little expert next to me, who's pushing the wonder dog. <laughs> I, can't even say it. I can't even say it. I can't believe I'm fucking walking on the street with a fucking dog in a pram. It's just obscene. The problem with Roxy the wonder dog, we love the dog. It's a fucking awesome, awesome dog, but it's got legs like a fucking, th- yeah, you know, legs that are about, what, two inches long? And so it can't walk for shit. <laughs> so we tried to walk and I tried to drag it along, but then because there's blood on the pavement and shit like that, so I had to put it in a pram. So now Roxy the Wonder Dog gets pushed along so we can actually walk at a reasonable pace and do a podcast. But if you imagine Lino and I walking along with a fucking dog in a pram, it is not, <laughs> it is not a good look. Getting some weird-ass looks. People look at you like, oh, that's a cute cup with a baby, and they look and there's a fucking dog, and it's like, you know. So either way, everything's wrong-ski about what, what people are seeing. <laughs> Speaking of wrong ski, uh, this podcast is probably wrong. So many people say the podcast is wrong, you don't edit, you swear a lot, and you're inappropriate. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Today, in all seriousness, if you haven't switched off already, (laughs) if you haven't switched off already, you're probably one of the regulars who goes, they're just idiots, and eventually they will get to the point of the podcast. The point of today's podcast, (laughs) where the fuck are we going? <laughs> We're now, now wandering through the fucking bush in the middle of fucking nowheresville, pushing a small, fluffy, fucked up dog in a pram. <laughs> Anywho, um, Lynn, today's podcast is all about um, the importance of understanding the different heart rate training and the importance of knowing the purpose behind the heart rate training. And the reason why is because if you're a dad bod regular, if you're following the dad bod exercise formula, you'd be doing four things. So the first one would you be doing hurt training. So you'd be doing weight training to a 60-second timer or to a, at this stage, 60-second timer. So you're doing 40, 45 seconds of work, 15 seconds of change over time. So you're doing the hurt formula. And if that's you, you understand how that works. But during that process, because you're pushing yourself via a timer and you're not getting a lot of rest period, the heart rate goes up. So what should the heart rate be and what's the importance of the heart rate? The second element of the dad bod workout would be your core, um, the core stuff which is on the on the ground and around the around the middle, the, the back and the abs. Is there a heart rate element there? Should you be trying for any sort of heart rate or cardiovascular benefit doing core training? Third one would be the hit stuff, so high intensity interval training, so that's short bursts. 
and Lynn will talk to you about the difference with the short and long bursts and what we're trying to achieve. So that's a specific heart rate driven exercise addition. So that has a specific area we need to focus when it comes to heart rate. And then the last one's plyometrics, which is the jump training that a lot of the guys are now doing. There's a purpose behind that biomechanically and, and from a physiology perspective, but there's also a purpose behind it to make sure the heart rate is at a certain level. Should you be targeting different heart rates or is that not important? So I've set it up, Lino. I've made lots of noise. Um, tell the boys what they need to achieve heart rate-wise and why it's so important. Yeah, cool. So I think the first thing to say is that a lot of people get really confused um, about what's strength, what's cardio, what's the purpose of different types. And there's so much information around that suggests that what you need to do is lots of cardio exercise. And by cardio exercise, I mean running and biking and intense exercise classes. And the suggestion is that that cardio exercise burns calories and burns fat. Now, to an extent, that's true. Obviously, you're going to burn some fuel during your exercise. But if you're not fat adapted, you're not going to burn any fat. Because what will happen is you'll actually increase your cortisol during exercise and that causes you to pack on belly fat so once we get past the age of 40 the metabolism starts to drop we start to become more insulin resistant so we don't use our fuel as well um, and we also start to lose muscle mass so I think the, the really important thing is a lot of the dad bod formula is around maintaining and building muscle mass and that's using strength training so that's the resistance element of your hurt training high intensity resistance training and what we're doing there is we're trying to build the muscles to be in a really good condition where they're actually insulin sensitive again that you're metabolically fit you can reverse any kind of cardiovascular issues reverse any metabolic issues like type 2 diabetes so you've got this strength training element that's going to help you build your muscle mass that's really important. That's also going to, because you're boosting your metabolism, that's also going to help you burn fat. Just by having more muscle, you will burn more fat. And if you do a lot of cardio, which is what many, many people do, especially when they get into their 40s and 50s, if you do a lot of intense cardio, what you're actually doing is you're doing the opposite. You're actually putting a lot of stress on the body. You're increasing cortisol, as I said, but you're also putting that stress on the body and increasing your inflammation. When you increase those inflammatory markers, what we find is that that actually contributes to heart disease and conditions like that. So first, the first myth to bust before I get into what do you need to do, what sort of heart rate should you work at, is steady state cardio or lots of intense cardio isn't necessarily good for you. So if you're pushing heart rates of 80 to 85% in a lot of your training and you're doing that for multiple hours a week, the stress on your body is higher than it should be at this sort of age. So what do you want to target? Well, the first thing is you want to have a really good base of cardiovascular fitness. You don't need cardio exercise like running to get that. What you need is what we do, walking. With a fucking dog. With, <laughs> with a dog in a pram, because that makes it a bit harder <laughs> in so many ways. So when we're out walking, what we're trying to do 
is we're targeting a heart rate which is actually quite low. So we should be looking at somewhere roughly around 100, take 185, subtract your age. And as long as you are reasonably well trained, so you're fairly fit, 185 minus your age is the maximum heart rate that you should be targeting during your walk. So you can do brisk walks, but you're just looking to keep that heart rate down. If you're very unfit, then you'd take that score and you'd add on 5 or 10. Um, because you, sorry, you'd take off 5 or 10. So you actually want to target a slightly lower heart rate if you're not well trained. So, you know, if you're age 40 and you take that 185 minus your age formula, then you're going to target an absolute maximum heart rate of 145. If you're unfit and you're 40, then you might only target 135. So what's this doing? Well, this longer, slower exercise, these, these longer walks, and I'm talking about 45 minutes to an hour or more, they're maintaining a base level of cardio fitness because our bodies are designed to move evolutionarily going back in history going back to our ancestors they moved all day every day we don't move all day every day most of us are largely sedentary so the walks replace what our ancestors would have done they actually get us out into nature get us moving but it's at a low intensity level so it's not going to stress your body it's not going to put stress on your heart and especially if you're really unfit and starting your journey this is an important component because it's going to build you that foundation like the foundation of a house you're going to gradually and slowly build up your cardiovascular fitness and you're going to reverse all the damage you've done to your body by being sedentary. If you're a weekend warrior or you go to the gym once or twice a week, you won't have built that cardiovascular base. So this is just building that foundation. Like I said, it's low intensity and it's low impact. Even if you're very heavy at the moment because you've packed on the pounds or the kilos over the years, just walking isn't going to cause you problems with your joints unless you've got a medical condition most people can walk so going out getting out in nature doing the long walk low impact low intensity that should form a really good basis for your week now there are some people who don't have the time to walk some people are not able to fine have a chat to mike about that but most people should be getting that basic movement in every day. So once you've built that foundation, the next element is your high intensity resistance training. Now the way that it's designed is actually going to be aerobic in nature. So the chances are you're going to end up with a heart rate in the range probably around 130 up to 170 for most men. You don't want to be pushing the 160, 170 too long, but if you're doing 30 minutes and you're working in 60 second intervals and you're moving from exercise to exercise, you will during that time, if you're doing it right, you will actually elevate your heart rate to the top end of the aerobic range. And when we talk about aerobic range, we're talking about basically burning fuel 
in oxygen. So we're taking in oxygen and we're burning fuel in our muscles to power our exercise. Now, when we're doing this sort of aerobic training and we're doing keto, we can sustain that quite happily. We don't go too deep into our energy reserves and it will drive you deeper into ketosis so that you burn more fat. I should have said the walk, another um, feature of the, the longer walks is that they do help you burn fat because at the slower speeds, at the lower intensities, both women and men will burn fat predominantly when we do exercise like walking. So when you're out for your long walks every day, just know that if you're fat adapted, you'll be tapping into your fat stores quite nicely and burning through your fat stores as your energy source. So you've got your walking, you've done your high intensity resistance training, so your strength training, you're there. By doing that, you're building your muscle mass, you're improving your metabolism, improving your insulin sensitivity, and you are promoting health and longevity and you're doing it at a heart rate which is going to give you an aerobic workout so therefore you don't need to go out and do a run because you've already done an aerobic workout if you add a run onto it what you would then do is actually start to break down the muscle that you've been building up so don't reverse the work that you're doing in the gym by going out for lots of runs or doing lots of cardio style exercise classes. So that's the second element. Third element, when we talk about the cardio style of exercise, is the high intensity interval training, HIT. And what we're doing in the high intensity interval training is we're pushing our bodies to either run very fast or skip very fast or jump on a rebounder so that we elevate our heart rate very quickly. You should only do this when you're already warmed up. So you've already been walking or you've already done your hurt training. Once you're nice and warmed up and you've got your body and your heart warmed up, you then push your body. You push yourself very fast, even arm pumps or running on the spot are good enough to do this. But you're doing it as fast as you can for a very short time period, about 20 seconds. And then you're taking anywhere from 40 seconds rest up to two minutes rest. Now what this does is it raises your heart rate very, very quickly, very, very high. So we're probably getting up to heart rates in excess of 160 and 170. And because we're raising the heart rate so quickly, we're actually starting to work in the anaerobic um, region and the anaerobic region means we're burning our fuel without oxygen and when we're training in this way we're actually using glucose predominantly for fuel so there is still some glucose in your body even if you're eating a ketogenic diet your body will make glucose from the protein that you eat and so by eating the protein, by breaking that protein down by gluconeogenesis, you'll create some glucose. And when you do this HIT training, you're going to burn that glucose as your primary fuel. So a couple of things about this training. It's super, super intense. So you don't do a lot of it. You might do five to ten minutes a few times a week. It trains your anaerobic um, threshold. 
So it actually pushes your anaerobic threshold higher so that you are basically able to work at an aerobic level for longer. It improves lung capacity. It improves all sorts of aerobic and anaerobic markers. So what we're doing there is we are training walking is giving us the low intensity, the low heart rate, low impact, the base training. We're then doing some hurt training, which is training well within the aerobic zone. And then finally, we are doing some HIIT training to train that anaerobic zone. So we've basically trained all heart rate regions through those three types of training. So we're giving your heart a really good workout. But because the aerobic training is limited in the duration, and the anaerobic training is even more limited in the duration, what that means is that we're not taxing the body, we're not creating a lot of inflammation, we are just giving the body enough to keep us in great shape without putting additional stress on the heart and the respiratory system. But just going back to that HIIT training, another thing that we're doing is, again, we're only holding our maximum speed work for about 20 seconds because when we're working anaerobically without oxygen that's about all you can hold it for think about a hundred meter sprinter you know these guys sprint all out for 10 seconds or less that's an anaerobic performance they can actually get onto the start line take a breath and they can hold their breath for that 100 meters that 10 seconds and they'll work completely anaerobically that's what we're basically emulating we're looking for not necessarily hold your breath but we're looking to work without oxygen for the limit of the anaerobic capacity which is very very short and then we take a long enough break to bring the heart rate down so when you're doing that tabata style hit training you shouldn't really be starting your second um, interval or repetition until your heart rate's come down, your breathing's come back to normal, because otherwise all you're going to be doing is training aerobically. You'll just be doing an aerobic workout. It won't give you the same benefit and you're wasting your time. So when you're doing your HIIT training, you're making sure your heart rate really peaks, but then it comes back down. Doing that five or ten times, and you're going to get a really, really good workout. It's going to burn calories and um, like you wouldn't believe. You will chew through calories, but as I said to you, they will mainly be coming from glucose because you'll have converted some of your protein to glucose. So those are your basic types of aerobic and anaerobic training. And then there's two other elements in the dad bod formula, which is plyometrics and core and plyometrics is where you're going to do some jumping now you might integrate that into your hurt workout you might do it on its own this is not designed to be specifically aerobic or anaerobic chances are it's going to it will be aerobic you'll work at somewhere around about 150 160 um, beats per minute in terms of heart rate but you're only doing short bursts of it the core is the last part of the body we work and the last type of workout that you do and this is not designed to challenge you aerobically or anaerobically there's no impact involved this is simply working to train the core so 
again, the, the ideal is keeping the heart rate down and focusing on really good core movements, really good quality, and not, um, not having any aerobic um, element to that. All right, Lino, one last question. It's, it's awesome now we've got some real clear understanding of the heart rates. Best way to measure the heart rate, obviously you can stick your finger on your pulse. What are the, what are the shiny toys the guys can use and how accurate are they? Yes, I don't, I don't recommend sticking your finger on your pulse because even the people who think they know how to do it, Mike, um, <laughs> I don't believe you get an accurate reading, to be honest, unless you're a trained... Yes, you can't count. And when you're doing it yourself, it's really tricky. Um, I would suggest that if you want to measure your heart rate, yes, you can get it on your Apple Watch um, and various other watches. They tend not to be that accurate because they're working on your wrist and your watch might be loose on your wrist or it's not exactly on the right place. So it'll give you an indication. Also, they tend to be quite laggy. So they, you know, they, they might take a minute to give you a reading. Um, or if you're running them continuously, you tend to find they drain your battery super fast. So you can do it. You can use watches, smart watches, but not my favourite. What I would recommend is either a smartwatch combined with, or even a phone combined with a chest strap, um, or something like a Polar or a Garmin type of device. My absolute favourite in this category is a product called Ticker, T-I-C-K-R, and it's a heart rate monitor, it's a chest strap, it pairs with your smartphone or your smartwatch. There are two types. There's one which is just a basic ticker. It's made by the company Wahoo. And there's one that's a basic ticker and there's one called a Ticker X. And the Ticker X can work independently of your phone. So you can actually set it going and do your workout without having to have your phone with you. And then it will synchronise when you get back to base and you can have a look at the results you work out. So a lot depends whether you actually want to measure your heart rate during your, um, your workout, if you want to see your heart rate on the screen so that you can, you're working in specific zones, or if, you, um, if you're quite happy just to measure your heart rate and then have a look at it afterwards. So it's a fairly inexpensive sensor but it is one of the best and it works really, really well with, um, with your smartwatch, with your smartphone and it integrates with some of the um, fitness tracking software that's out there as well. So Ticker, T-I-C-K-R and the Ticker X if you want to work independent of your phone. Awesome. And as you probably heard there, Roxy was endorsing Ticker X. She gets a, a kickback commission with a little bit of a yap yap. So that's it, boys. That's answering some of the questions I've been getting around targeting the right heart rate, making sure that if you're giving 60 minutes a day and on the off days doing some active recovery and you're investing that time, it's not only about making sure that the activities you do are correct, but also the goals you're achieving or the goals you're trying to work towards, which in this case is heart rate. You also have a good understanding of what you're looking to achieve. And there's some, uh, some very simple bit of tech out there to give you a chance to measure the right heart rate and achieve the results. So join us again next time when we go for a walk with a little fluffy fuckwit in a pram. And, <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Tadpot Walking. And that's goodbye from me and goodbye from the Wonder Dog. <laughs> and Roxy says goodbye as well. Cheers, boys.